0: All right, guys. Good morning. Welcome back to another live edition of Sunday Morning Real Talk. Uh, I'm Jeff. You guys know me. You guys know Brad. Brad, how are you?
1: Yo, what's up? What's up? Good morning, Yo. everybody. I see some names. Jeff, Zach, Robbie. Uh, maybe there's some more guys joining before me. How you doing today? Good morning. Yeah. Should be a fun day of football. Some pretty good games today.
0: Zach, you've been, you're becoming a regular listener on Sunday mornings, man. You were, uh, you were talking your smack about the Browns last week, and they came out huge, dude. Baker Mayfield feeling dangerous.
1: Strawberry you, uh, milk guy, that's me.
0: Yeah, a lot to talk about. <laughs> Strawberry milk guy, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and get right to it. We won't waste a ton of time here. It's, uh, it's Sunday. There's football to be played, and there's football to be talked about. So we'll kick it off with a big one, huge NFC Uh, playoff implications at a one o'clock game. It's the six and six Vikings. They're traveling to the seven and five Tampa Bay bucks. Uh, I think this will be a fun game for one o'clock. There's a, there's a couple of really good one o'clock games, but this will be one of the top ones. I don't know where to lean, but I'm going to take the Buccaneers off a buy and, uh, a much needed buy. They had played, uh, the most games without a buy this year, them and the Giants. So, yeah, taking the taking the bucks.
1: Um, I think if you have to to pick a if someone said pick a winner, you're gonna take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I think Tom Brady coming off the bye with all those weapons against the worst cornerback group in the NFL of the Vikings. I think there's a lot of success to be had there. But at the same time, the Bucks have showed a little bit of weakness in their secondary. And you have Kirk Cousins, who has been throwing the ball well this year. Adam Thielen. I can't say enough about what Justin Jefferson's been able to do. And, you know, it's a top-run defense, but it's also, you know, the as of right now, the second-leading rusher in the NFL. So I think, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of strength versus strength in this game. Um, I will say that the Vikings are fighting for their playoff life. But if the Buccaneers lose this game... So are they. It might be DEFCON 5 in Tampa. You know, things aren't starting to work right. They're losing some games. They're playing close to teams that, you know, people think they shouldn't. And now they have a bye week. They come out of it at home, and the 6-6 six and six Vikings come in. I don't think the the Vikings are head and shoulders better than the Falcons, who they still have to play twice with their new coach. So yeah, I think the Buccaneers, now if they come out and beat the Vikings handily I think everyone takes a chill pill and they're like we'll see what the Bucks can do in the playoffs but if the Vikings play a good game here which I anticipate I think the 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 post post game thought about the buccaneers could change pretty quickly but you you would expect them to be able to take care of business and I think Brady is going to be a pretty pretty good fantasy play here this week too I think he's going to have a really great game after his bye week so I'm going to take the Bucks at home but I would not be surprised to see this, this relatively veteran Viking group. Now, what we did say is we pointed out Brady's not good under pressure. The Vikings' leading sack – uh, st- oh, my gosh, I can't even think of the word here. The guy who leads the Vikings in sacks is Yannick Ngakwe. He's been a Raven since week six, and he still God. leads the team in sacks. So this team doesn't get any pressure on the quarterback and that's led to quite frankly, Buccaneer blowouts. So we'll see if they can muster something up, maybe some blitz packages and whatnot, but I would take the bucks here. If, if we're picking games, I'm taking the bucks all day here as Zach pointed out. Yeah. I think that,
0: um, there's a, there's a story out there. You feel free to look it up. It's on ESPN or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tom Brady and Bruce Arians tried to hook up in their bye week and play some golf. And uh, it turned out that they were not allowed to. It was against the NFL rule violations of, I'm guessing, COVID. I'm guessing that's not a typical thing. But uh, one of two things, that tells me one of two things. A, they feel like they need to rekindle a relationship. Or B, they're really tight. It's one of two things, you know?
1: Yeah, that's it. Those are the only two options.
0: Yeah, and and I don't know that they're super tight. I really don't.
1: Um, look like at something I, only they know, really.
0: Yeah, it's something really only they know, but obviously with the the media scrutiny and all that. Um, there, there's a lot of talk that, you know, there, it's been reported by some people that Bruce Arians probably won't be here next year. I mean, it's just not working out. He's not uh as much as he says he's changing the offense to for Tom Brady. He, he's really not. I mean, watch a Patriot game from any time in the next, last 10 years to watching a Buccaneers game this year, it's not the same. And the Buccaneers are struggling to catch passes out of the backfield in the running backs. They lead the league and drop balls by running backs. Um John, good morning. Thanks for joining. David, good morning, thanks for joining. Uh I think the Buccaneers do pick up the win here only because Vikings can't get pressure. Buccaneers coming off a bye. Tom Brady fighting for a playoff spot. Um and they realize the the, the magnitude of this opponent. I mean, if the Vikings beat the Buccaneers today, they move to seven and six, that drops the Buccaneers to seven and six. Who owns the tiebreaker I mean, there? The
1: tiebreaker, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's,
0: this is a playoff game in, in a sense. Um, yeah, absolutely. It is. It, it's huge. It's a huge game, and I, I'm taking the Buccaneers at home to, to get it done. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm not going to ride with, with Kirk Cousins because the, Dalvin Cook today, it'll be interesting to see what he does against the number one rush defense as far as yards per carry in the entire league. Yeah, uh, it, it'll be an interesting factor. I don't think Dalvin cook really gets it going today. He might punch in a touchdown. I don't know that he hits the 150 yard mark that he's able to do against a lot of other teams. So Kyle, good morning. Moving on to another fun game. The six and six Cardinals are at the five and seven giants giants are hot started one and seven, in four in a row. They've popped in both of our top tens this past week. If you guys are Tuesday listeners to our podcast, um, who are you taking here?
1: I'm taking the New York Giants. Um, just sim- simply because you look at the last yeah. month, it's not even close. Who's a better football team? Um, you start to look at this, this Cardinals team, and like I pointed out on Tuesday, outside of a, a Hal Murray, if you will, I think they'd be 0-6 in their last six games. So it, they, they really should be 5-7, and seven, just like the Giants. Um, since Kyler had that shoulder issue and he's not running the football it's completely taken away that element of their offense that they quite frankly need and I don't think they have enough playmakers on the field to make life too difficult for this Giants team who's actually running the ball well and has some good perimeter weapons Um, and they just beat the Seahawks and they made the Seahawks offense look awfully pedestrian so if if there's a team that's similar offensively, you would say it's the Cardinals, you know, dominant wide receiver, running quarterback, struggling run game. I just, the Cardinals traveling all the way out to New York. New York is is fighting tooth and nail with Washington to win the division. Um, again, this is another playoff game. The Cardinals are, are tied with the Vikings for that last playoff spot currently. So this was another game that has a ton of stakes on it. And most games will start to do that now that we're, you know, four weeks out from the the postseason. But um, I'm taking the Giants. I like the way they run the ball. I like the way their coach has them playing. After they move Logan Ryan to safety, that defense has taken the next step. They've been unbelievable. And um, I think they honestly make life super tough for Kyler Murray. I don't think the Cardinals have been the offense that they were the first seven weeks. Is Daniel, is Daniel Jones supposed to play? Um I don't know. I know that I they were th- I haven't seen
0: any listed as I, out.
1: I thought he was questionable coming into the day, but I think they were going to go for it. Um we could have somebody uh you guys listen and if somebody wants yeah. to look up what's going on with Daniel Jones, but the way Colt McCoy played, the the quarterback room is talking about the same thing. Just don't turn the ball over. Yeah. If we don't turn the ball over, this defense can get us good field position, cheap scores, and we can work it out. If you look at a lot of the Giants' losses this year, whether it be to the Buccaneers or the Eagles or um, you know both the, the um, you know some of these other games, it's really just turnovers that are killing them. They're just losing yeah. the turnover battle. It's not that they're getting outplayed up and down the field. They just they turn the ball over too much, and that's been that's why sometimes I think maybe with Colt McCoy they've got a better shot right now because Daniel Jones is averaging two turnovers a game. Colt McCoy went into Seattle, came in, was just efficient. You know
0: two touchdowns was all it took, yeah, uh I mean another thing to note here i mean this is, for a lot of people, this is fantasy playoff week um uh, you know we I noted in the last one that I don't think Dalvin Cook's a great play today um,
1: he's, I mean, a, he's, a, he's a must start every week he, he's, he's a must start
0: play. he's a must start every week, but he's not a great play unfortunately i mean you're if you have Dalvin cook, you don't love his matchup this week. Uh, I'm going to say the same thing for Deandre Hopkins going up against Logan Ryan, a super underrated corner. Um, Logan Ryan's always played really well against Deandre Hopkins going back to the new England days. And, uh, even in Tennessee, uh, matching up against with him when he was in Houston, uh, Logan Ryan knows Deandre Hopkins extremely well, probably as good as anybody really. So look out for that matchup today. Obviously Deandre Hopkins is always a number one play, but you can't love that matchup going into this week. I like the Giants in what would be considered an upset, but after today, they're going to have the exact same record. It's crazy Mm -hmm. to think because the Cardinals have um, been—they're so hot—they've been so hot and they have such a great football team. But uh, I I noted it a couple weeks ago, and I kind of stole it from somebody. But um, Kyler Murray popped before this team was ready for him to pop. It's not a good football team. Kyler Murray was really starting to uh, to sprout and bloom and blossom. And unfortunately, he he got hit with a shoulder injury which I I don't believe is at this point healed.
1: So yeah, I, he I had the shortest the MVP oh. campaign I've ever seen. Yeah, it was about a week long until a hail from a hail hail Murray, Murray. Sorry, yeah, no, there I you like go. saying that. He's trying to patent that actually. He is. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. That's funny. But I think Move, <clears throat> no, no. I'm just on. saying. That, I think
0: right. Moving on. The eleven and one Kansas City Chiefs, the best team in football, are at the eight and four Dolphins. Uh, a much improved Dolphin team than what you would expect before the season. Uh, they're eight and four. They've beat a lot of good offenses. They've played hard-nosed, tough defense. Um, there is a there is a big news to note in this game. Okay, so the Dolphins are going to be without their top three running backs going into this game. Miles Gaskin. Matt Beretta and Salvin Ahmad, their top three backs. They're going to be starting DeAndre Washington, Patrick Lard, and Elijah McGuire. Never heard of any of them? If you have, bravo. Okay, um, that's huge. I mean, the the, the giant, the Giants, the Dolphins are a, a semi decent running team. Uh, Gaskins has done a lot of people justice in fantasy leagues over the past couple weeks, but I can assure you, even if they were to play, it wouldn't matter chiefs by a lot. Um I think the I think the Dolphins will make it fun. They will do what New England has done. They'll 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 throw out some blitz packages obviously. Um Brian Flores was on the team that held Pat Mahomes to zero points in the first half just to, just 2 years ago and he's I mean was the catalyst on that New England team that uh played him great twice. But unfortunately it's it's not going to be enough. Kansas City um we'll run away with this game in the second half, I think
1: um I think it's gonna be a lot closer than that. I think um this could be a possible upset alert um from oh, the co- definitely
0: upset alert it definitely is upset alert 100%. from the
1: coach of the dolphins to statistically the the Steelers defense is the only defense statistically ahead of the Miami Dolphins in points allowed per game um the the things they match up on the chiefs are the best offense on third down the dolphins are the best defense on third down they've got a great secondary and i i just think there's points to be had on this chiefs team as of late i don't think their defense has played to that elite caliber they were at last year or even the beginning of this year i think their defense there there is there is places that, now they got to take care, dolphins got to take care of the ball but there are there's room on the chiefs defense to exploit them And I think if the Dolphins can put up some points today and keep the pressure on the Chiefs, I think today is a game that the Chiefs could possibly slip up. Now, obviously, the Chiefs are favored. And if you're picking a winner, I would pick the Chiefs. I think that's the safer pick. But I actually, you know, I don't think you need, I don't think the Dolphins need a great running back. They just need a pass catcher out of the backfield or a guy, you know, who, like you said, they're going to have a stable of running backs. And, you know, this is a chance for those guys to prove themselves, you know, on the roster. The uh, running backs have been kind of banged up this year for the Dolphins week in, week out, Jordan Howard coming in and leaving. And then Miles Gaskins getting hurt and putting on the COVID list. So this is their chance to prove themselves worthy. They've got a reason to run and all of them are going to be fresh. So I, I just think that I just think that man, I like the Dolphins today, not to win, but to really make it close, and this is a game I'll be tuning into for sure, obviously, as the Steelers and Chiefs are both fighting for the one seed, so um but you know the Dolphins play well in Miami at home, and i I don't know, I just look at this as a trap game for the chiefs
0: hundred percent a trap game, hundred percent, but i I'm just going off my predictions, I'm not going off what could happen right. um. Miami, Miami's averaging, they're, they're allowing 17.7 points per game. It's second best in lead to 17.6. So literally they're, they're essentially the best defense as far as points per game with Pittsburgh. Right. Right. Um, by a whole point, the Rams are a whole point back from both of them. I think that the chiefs will come just shy of doubling that. I think they'll drop 35. I think they know what they're going up against. I think that's part of it. Um, this would be a chap game if maybe Miami was playing. They're 8-4, and four and maybe they give up 27 points a game. That's not what's happening. They're giving up a staggering low points per game. I mean, they're being overshadowed by Pittsburgh, truly, um, because Pittsburgh was undefeated. Otherwise, I think we would be talking about this Dolphins team more. The Dolphins can pose a big threat today. They, they give up 232 passing yards per game, which it, it's really middle of the pack. I, I think they that's not where the strength of their defense is. Um I don't know. I like I like Kansas City to uh to blow this open. They know what they know what's at stake. They understand that the Pittsburgh Steelers are playing the Bills tonight uh which they have a shot to move into number 1. I don't I don't think this is a trap game. I just, it is in a sense, but not for them. I think pitts I think Kansas City rules. I think they okay. go third, and I I just don't see I don't know who's starting is it Tua? I'm guessing it's Tua.
1: I believe
0: two years ago. Is Tua going to keep pace with with Patrick Mahomes? That's our question. Because regardless of how good this defense is, are we going to assume that Pat Mahomes is putting up at least 24 today? I think that's fair. At least 24. Is Tua going to put up 24? I I don't know. I think so. Okay. Are you you taking
1: them? No, I'm going to take the Chiefs, but I'm just looking at the Dolphins and the amount of times their defense and special teams have been able to score this year. I don't think the Chiefs have really ran into a defense like the Dolphins yet this year. Then in back-to-back weeks, they're going to play the Dolphins and then the Saints. So I think they're playing two of the best defenses they're going to play all year. And we talk about how little they've turned the ball over, how well they've moved the ball. I think these next two weeks could be really telling, you know, for them as a team, if they beat them both, Uh, they're going to solidify themselves easily as the number one best team. But if they, if they, you know, lose one of the next two and have really close games and their offense really struggles and hiccups, we're going to know that they're not as unstoppable as a lot of people think. I mean, the Raiders defense has had success on this team twice. The chargers defense who hasn't been playing well has had some just, they've had some success.
0: They dropped 30 in both games.
1: Well, I'm just saying they've still been like, Patrick, both of his, but I'm just saying his take their takeaways. Oh, That's okay. Like have right. come to the Raiders and um, I just think that there's like the chargers who haven't had a great year. They were still able to hold them, you know, almost under 20. If it wasn't for that, you know, that deep late ball that, I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. They end up winning in overtime, couple of 50 plus yard field goals. I'm just saying that there are some defenses that have posed some success against the chiefs offense, whether it's Absolutely. takeaways or limiting points. I think the dolphins could do that today.
0: Okay. Uh, we've had fun, three fun games And we're deserving of a bad one So it's the 8-4 and four Titans at the 1-11 Jags Titans roll
1: Yep, coming off a loss They, they beat the brakes off the Jaguars Jaguars have played a few teams close this year The Packers and the Browns They've made it interesting yep. the, 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 This is a Derrick Henry game
0: Yeah, if you got Derrick Henry in fantasy Like I've noted uh, It's fantasy. It's, it's playoff week you got to feel great about playing Derrick Henry today yeah. Any, any Titan, you got to be feel good about AJ Brown. Um, well, or- AJ
1: Brown. How bad was that knee injury?
0: So he is, he's questionable, but I think he's going to play. Okay. All, all signs seem like he's going to play. Gotcha. I haven't heard anything as far as ruled out at this point. Um, I've read up on a few different things and he seems like he's a go. So yeah. And
1: I look for the Titans defense to, to step up. They've kind of been made a fool the last couple weeks. I look for them to bounce back against the Jags here.
0: Yeah, pad to their division uh, <coughs> division record and and try and secure that playoff spot. Yep, moving right along. This is a fun one in a sense because there's a storyline to it. The three and nine Cowboys bring Andy Dalton back to Cincinnati to take on the two nine and one Bengals. So outside of the storyline, I think this is a non watchable game. But I think Dalton lights the Bengals up. I think they're going to let him do whatever he wants. Uh, if you got Cooper, if you got Lamb. If you got uh, Gallup, Uh, Zeke hasn't been a great play all year. Unfortunately, this is a really down year for him. Uh, But I think Zeke could get uh, some screen. I think they're going to let Dalton throw it 40 times.
1: Gotcha. So, A.J. Brown is questionable. Um, I agree with you. I I don't know how much of it will be Andy Dalton as much as just the entire offense running and throwing. Um, The Bengals are a terrible team. And anybody who took the Bengals at any point this year as an interesting pick or can maybe make it close was just their blind faith in Joe Burrow because he was doing so well as a rookie. He's gone. The Bengals are terrible. And quite honestly, the Cowboys over the last month have been playing better. They beat the Vikings. They have uh, they won a game before their bye. And coming out of their bye, their defense played strong against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Their defense has been playing well. Honestly, every month they've gotten a little bit better. They're not great by any means. But they've yeah. gotten better, and uh, the offense was playing really well with, with um, Andy Dalton. They, they've got a big game here against the Bengals, I think, after that, after that barn burner on Thanksgiving, you know, they, they, and then they bounce back. They, they need a big win here. Andy Dalton's going to beat the Bengals. The Bengals are terrible. If it wasn't for Joe Burrow, I don't think they'd have a win. I don't think anybody disagrees with me.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Moving right along. Don't have too much more to add uh kind of another dead game we're running into a few here the four and eight texans are at the five and seven bears it's really crazy that the bears were five and one at one point can we just start with that the bears at one point were five and one in the number one seed in the nfc they have now dropped six in a row make it eight texans win here deshaun watson was crying on the sideline last week because he couldn't beat the colts the dude still wants to win he's still giving it all every single week um, he has a couple of big wins over the last couple of weeks after starting one in seven. I think they were um, as of today, the Texans are a better football team. I'm taking them in the cold.
1: I think what's sad is Deshaun Watson's going to be crying on the bench again because he can't beat the Bears. I All think right. the Bears win this game. And the thing is, is we have the Bucks beating the Vikings and we have the Giants beating the Cardinals. Well, here come the Bears at also 6-7. and seven. As we alluded to in our NFC playoff picture, there are a bunch of teams that could be fighting for that last playoff spot if the Vikings or Cardinals slip up. If They both play tough competition today. The Texans lose Will Fuller. They lose Bradley Roby in their secondary. They're de- and this is just a good matchup for the Bears. Their offense hasn't been good all year, and the Texans' defense is really, really bad. So they finally get a chance to play a bad, bad offense, um, it is going to be really cold up there in Chicago. I think that favors the defense, especially when the Texans can't really run the ball either. I think that pass rush we were talking about so much at the beginning of the season and then the off season, they really get home today. And it, they're not going to lose because of Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson just doesn't really have much right now. He he lost his number one wide receiver. He doesn't really have a lot of defense and this bears team God, it's do or die for them. We want to talk about a team that needs something. This team needs a win. And um, if we're not mistaken, I still think they have the Vikings one more time before the end of the season. They would almost, they would almost control their own destiny to get into that seventh seed with the expanded playoffs. So I just look at this team, and and you know, with a win, it it could really do so much for for the morale around this team if they win and those other two teams drop games, which we have you know projected um I've always been someone who's high on the Bears I've always wanted them to do a little bit better um you know John I know you're a Bears fan I've got a you know uh, Brian from volleyball you know my girlfriend's dad a lot of Bears fans around me that I, I like to support the Bears a little bit because they really don't mean anything to the Steelers so it's like I don't know I just kind of have this this loyalty to the Bears I guess which I I don't know really where it comes from truly but I just think that this is a game they have to have, and if they don't have it, their coach, I think they lose their coach. I think Vic Fangio, that's their coach, right? Or Matt Nagy. It's Matt, Matt Nagy. Nagy yeah, I think Matt Nagy, this is, a, uh, this is your job here. You have really made a mess of this quarterback situation. You haven't been able to get it right. This offense needs to be moving the ball better, especially with how good their defense is currently. They've only got a year or two left, especially with Mac. If he can't get it done against the four and eight Texans, what do you have this head coach for? You know what I mean? I just think there's a lot on the line here for everybody involved. And I, I just think the Bears come out with this win. And, and you know, they're back in the playoff hunt. I, I think this is a big game for the Bears, and I like them here, especially at home. I think we're – and Cooks is out for the Texans, Kyle Miller just said. So they have no wide receivers. They got Kiki Cowdy leading the squad out there in the perimeter. I love Deshaun Watson, but he just doesn't have any help. He has no help. It's, it's one of the saddest QB situations because he's such a likable guy, especially, you know, some people cheered for him at Clemson just because he beat Bama. You know what I'm saying? Because, you mm-hmm. know, if you're not a Bama fan, everyone's out against Bama. I think that's a pretty consensus thing. So feel bad for Deshaun Watson. I feel bad for J.J. Watt. But it's like two NFL guys on a college team. So I just, I don't think they have enough firepower to beat this offense. And I like the Bears to get it done.
0: I mean, you, you, you said a lot of things that make a lot of sense. Um, but I, I'm going to stop you at one spot. So let's say the Bears win. They're a bad football team. I, I, the, a win does nothing for me today. Nothing. They're a bad football team. Okay. I, think it, I think at the end of the day, um, I don't think this team has a playoff pushing them. And, and beating the Texans doesn't. I mean, they've lost six in a row. I don't, even want, I don't even want to talk this about a, a playoff. Problems. Yeah, well, I don't even want to talk about it. They, they've literally lost six in a row. And with different quarterbacks, it doesn't even matter who the quarterback is at this point. They suck. They're not good. They're not good. They have one piece. One piece, Allen Robinson. Outside of that, this isn't a good football team at all. Cleo uh, Mack, who's he? I mean, in the offseason, I was telling you how the Bears are going to lead the league in sacks. Cleo Mack and Robert Quinn and this team is going to be loaded. I mean, they're good as far as defensively, but they're not like they're not winning you games the Dolphins defense is winning games out there you know what I, I, mean?
1: I think a big a big problem with that though <clears throat> again with them playing a bad defense today yeah the I wonder what the Bears like time of possession stat is because it seems like whenever you flip on a Bears game their defense is on the field like it doesn't even yeah. seem like we get to watch the offense like these guys got to be I mean even when the Bears were good a year or two years ago we kind of talked about how like. God, the defense is always on the field. It's like in third and fourth quarters, they're just running on fumes. so it's like if 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 they can play a bad defense and maybe figure out some things on offense, try some new stuff that might work, this team needs to get more vertical. um The problem is is they run a lot of these slant and tricky plays and reverses, and it's like it's not sustaining drives, and this defense can't be good. When they were thirteen and three and they won the NFC North you know, two or three years ago and were a top seed in the NFC. It was because they were, they weren't even scoring a ton of points. They were just sustaining drives yeah. and winning a field position. And then that defense was just a monstrosity. We were comparing them to the monsters of the midway, which was not right. That shouldn't have been done, but they were still playing at a really, really high level. Khalil Mack was single-handedly winning games, but it was just, they need to be able to have more consistent offense and it will, it will open up what this defense is capable of. Cause a lot of times this bears team, the reason why they're in games late is because the bears defense is keeping them in games. And then, you know, they're getting gassed and teams are starting to open up on the bears in the fourth quarter. So I don't think this team has the offensive firepower or the defensive to stop the bears. And I'm not saying, I think the bears are going to, you know, push hard, get in the playoffs and, you know, shock somebody on the road. I just think that, if they're six and seven, the Vikings and the Cardinals are six and seven and the Cardinals kind of have a similar story to the bears, you know, start off really hot and then lose a ton of games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Vikings are trajectorying upward a little bit and their loss to the bucks would be the best loss. You know, one of the better losses on their schedule. I just think the bears statistically still hold their own destiny if if they they, but they need to win this game. But I think if we see them lose this game, I think they clean house. I think it's, Turns into a, into a total rebuild, especially on their staff. Yeah, I like the okay. Bears here, though. That's that's okay. my pick. Yeah. I, I like
0: the, I like the Texans stri- simply because I think Deshaun Watson finds a way to get it done. Period.
1: That's I fair. Mean,
0: I don't I don't have too much more. I mean, blind faith, as you like to say, in Deshaun Watson, friend of the podcast. The four and eight Broncos are at the four and eight Panthers. Uh, McCaffrey out. DJ Moore out. Uh, Bridgewater beat up, Uh, not a whole lot to go on here. Two bad teams, but I'm still taking the Panthers Panthers at home. I like what they do as far as uh, a well-oiled machine, even without injuries, they seem like they can still get the football moving because they don't turn it over a ton. Um, even though the Broncos, I wouldn't be shocked to see a win here that seems like they have, they have enough playmakers still, which is kind of crazy. Um, that this could be a very good team in the future. Uh, Tim Patrick's a name that's starting to come around big physical receiver. He seems to be a matchup nightmare for a lot of teams. Um, Yeah. I, I don't, I don't love this game as far as picking the Panthers, but I'm taking the Panthers
1: 17, 17 tie. Both that's, these teams are four, eight and one afterwards. That's fun. I, th- I think this is actually an incredibly even matchup. I and mean, I see this game being close. I, it's really weird to to call a tie, but I both these teams aren't in the playoff hunt. Give them both a tie and get them out of the picture, I guess. But, you know, these teams are both banged up on offense and defense. Panthers have a new coach. We like where they're going. Their defense is getting better. Um, Broncos. Drew Locke. Like, I used to like that guy. And then, like, slowly I'm starting to not like Drew Locke. Like, he's playing the Chiefs. And he finally scores a touchdown in the third quarter, and he's running down the sideline, like, holding a hand to his ear, like, let me hear it, like, bro, how'd that happen for you? Like, what happened the rest of that game?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: throws a pick to end the game. I just I, – I get that he plays with emotion, but the second they lost Von Miller, we knew their defense, you know, lost so much, and it sucks mm-hmm. that we, we don't get to see Von Miller for the whole season, especially with him and Bradley Chubb. They haven't really got a chance to play together yet. Mm-hmm. Um. The Broncos, I think they lucked out with some of the defensive injuries because I think it gives them a chance to draft a new quarterback. I think the Broncos are potentially a team that that may think, you know, Drew Locke's not enough, especially when you've got Herbert, Carr, and Mahomes all in your same division. Drew Locke is easily the fourth best quarterback, and you've got to get somebody who can maybe compete. I don't know who that is, you know, what they might do in the draft or if they stick with Drew Locke. But this team just got hurt with injuries. Cortland Sutton out, Von Miller out arguably their best offensive and defensive pieces, well, definitely the best defense, but I'll take the Panthers with you simply because they're the home team, and that's it um, but I would yeah. not be shocked if this team these teams tie or it takes a field goal late or even if we see overtime out of these guys
0: yeah, close game, low scoring I agree I'm with you uh let's move it let's keep moving here uh the O and twelve jets are at the eight and four Seahawks. Jets have fired their defensive coordinator. They're looking for blood.
1: They're not going to find it.
0: Seahawks big, baby. Seahawks big. Seahawks roll.
1: Yeah. Um, and every week, I tell you guys my survival pick. This is it. I have the Seahawks at home against the Jets. They just had an embarrassing loss to the Giants. But I think we will find out later, on the, even this year, that it was not embarrassing because the Giants are going to host a playoff game, and I don't think anybody wants to go to New York to play them. I think they win that division. Um, also, Washington is right there with them, but uh, I think the Jets have a more favorable schedule. Um, the Seahawks have to put up, like, 40 points here, right? Like, that's what you'd think. Um, they, they have their running backs. Um, they have all three of their big pieces, in Dunlap, Wagner, and Adams on defense. They're playing the Jets who have not really been able to do anything except when they played the Raiders. And we all know the Raiders' defense is not statistically the best. Um, I just think Pete Carroll and his defensive schemes are just going to be enough to beat the Jets here. I think he takes control of the defense today. And, and Russell, gosh, I don't think the Jets have what it takes to stop Russell anywhere. Look, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Um, if there's anybody who's a starter on the Seahawks offense, I think they're a great play in fantasy today, getting their starting right tackle back that, I mean, that can only help. I mean, I look for them to run and pass the ball all over the jets today. I think this possibly with how good the Seahawks offense is, they're one of three teams to score over 30 a game this year. Um, actually, that might've dropped after the five. Was it five? They scored a touchdown late, but anyway, yeah. the Seahawks offense through this year has been one of the elite's. I think this is a game where they could potentially get points on every single possession, whether it be a field goal or a touchdown. They have no problem moving the ball against the Jets all day.
0: You got to feel great in a, in a playoff game this week, you know, when you're playing your boys for for the fantasy dollars and you're starting Russ or you're starting DJ DK Metcalf or you're starting Tyler. You got to feel great. I mean, that's a huge matchup today. I think the Seahawks roll, get some fantasy numbers, help you out with, with your fantasy leagues and and move on we'll keep it moving here the eight and four colts are at the seven and five raiders uh it's a good game afc playoff implications both teams fighting for playoff spots uh the colts obviously um are somewhat in the the, the uh in the in play for their division still i should say the raiders are not they're not gonna they're, they're not gonna win their division they could still make the playoffs, but. Uh, I'm taking the Colts too good defensively. They do enough. I'm starting Phillip rivers today in my fantasy league. Um, in one of my fantasy leagues. Uh, I, I like that. As a matter of fact, I have both quarterbacks on my roster, so I could have started either and I'm starting rivers. So I, I like the Colts here.
1: Yeah. Um, the Raiders, you know, they let the jets move the ball on them last week. And this defense, you know, although they forced some turnovers and some key spots, they consistently allow teams to drive on them, and that's going to be that's the kind of the downfall of the Raiders is their defense. But on the flip side, we've talked about the last few weeks, man. This Raiders offense has been so good; it can put up 30, blah blah blah. And then they really haven't. I mean, they had that monstrosity against the the Falcons, and then they come back against the Jets. And, un, and until that whatever that last play was, you know, they were going to get beat by the Jets, and now they actually face a a Colts defense that's ranked, you know, in the top five in the league. I think they struggle to move the ball and then they become extremely one dimensional late in the game because they're going to be down points and that's not going to bode well for them either. Um, And um, Josh Jacobs, he missed last week. Even if he's back this week, you can't think he's a hundred percent. And I just don't think they have enough to get past the Colts here. And I think the Colts-Titans race for the division is going to be really fun to watch as, as the, the um, season comes to an end before the playoffs. But I think the Raiders are 7-6 and six after today. And I think, unfortunately, they're going to be one of those teams you know that barely misses the playoffs and then has a draft pick in the middle of the teens instead of a high pick. So it's unfortunate for them, but they could change the entire narrative around them if they can beat the Colts here today, so I think this is a big, big prove it game. Are the are the Raiders a real team that could go in the playoffs and cause trouble? And are the Colts worthy of hosting a playoff game in Indiana with Philip Rivers at the helm? I think I think this is a really, really good four o'clock game.
0: Yeah, uh, Josh Jacobs is expected to play today, even though he's listed as questionable. He practiced fully on Thursday and Friday. He's pretty much a go. So yeah, I don't think it's gonna be enough though. Colts neither. five and seven Washington football team at the five and seven San Francisco 49ers. Niners are probably the best five and seven football team in the league, or as far as uh, what their, what their potential is. I shouldn't say they they're the best cause I think the giants are pretty good right now, but um, the Niners are so much better than their record. I should say in any given week they could win, even if they're, even if they're the underdog. Um, but I do think they're night and day better than the Washington football team. Even though Alex Smith has played great, he's managed, um, he's managed the situation fantastic, especially after the first couple of, years of rust off and, and the, the, um, the timidness. Obviously, you're, you, know, you had a career ending injury that you came back from. Um, you're yeah. going to be a little timid. You're going to be a little scared. You're going to be a little rusty. Uh, he seems to be back from that and he seems comfortable, but I don't think it's enough. I think the Niners find a way to get it done. They're just, they're so well coached. They're so well coached and they schemed so well, um, that even when they're, they're beat, they're still have a shot to win. And I think this one favors the Niners.
1: Um, you, you hit it on the head with the coach. I, I've been a big push for Kyle Shanahan and I think he's an absolutely phenomenal coach, um, The 49ers run the ball extremely well. They have a really good offensive line, and they're able to run the ball, which I think opens up their pass game today. Um, However, Washington has a really good defense, and um, obviously they're coming off the big win against the Steelers in which they had zero turnovers. So I think it is extremely hard to beat any team that doesn't turn the ball over. So if you look at Washington taking the ball and relying on their defense, I don't know if the 49ers have the offensive firepower to outduel them. However, I think this is, you know, this is probably another game where both teams maybe score under 20. I think this is going to be a big time defensive matchup, and it's going to come down to one or two broken plays in the game that, you know, flip the field position. Um, Neither of these offenses are super high powered. Um, I believe Washington's still without Gibson, their, their lead running back. He, he um, is,
0: he is listed as out. That's yep. in my opinion, it's probably their second or third best player this year.
1: Yeah. So um, we'll see if Washington can get it done. Uh, their defense won it for him last week. Maybe their defense can win it for him again this week, but you know, they're fighting for their division and you know, the 49ers still have a a dying chance at the playoffs. So both these teams have it all to play for. If I got to pick a team, you know, maybe it's only because I haven't really watched the 49ers and I watched Washington all last week. Yeah. But this is the 49ers first home game in Arizona. I believe they have to play in that other schedule based off the rules from COVID. Yeah. I actually like Washington to come in and get a win here. And we look at the giants and Washington, both getting a win at six and seven and the division, you know, they're, they're just going to duke it out till the end. And who knows, maybe, since they don't play each other again, maybe we see one of these teams at the four seed and one of these teams at the seven seed. Is it possible that the terrible NFC East could put two teams in the playoffs? Because again, if, Washington, if, if the Vikings lose and the Cardinals lose and the Giants and Washington win, they are all at six and seven and the door is wide open. Call me crazy, but could we see after all the hate and all the craziness, it's yeah. 2020 could we see Washington and New York both in the playoffs? I think it's something that we don't, that we can't just dismiss because it's definitely on the table. And although it seems weird to talk about those teams like that, we have to look at the NFC records and who's the best teams, who's the hottest teams currently Yeah. And Washington and giants. They're, they're both two of the, the hottest teams in football right now, coming off some big wins.
0: Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And Alex Smith makes this a damn good football team. You know, Terry McLaurin obviously been balling out. Chase Young's been balling out. You know, um, yeah, I could see Washington winning. I'm not, I'm not against you on this, but I, I'm taking the Niners simply because I just think they're, um, they're just better. But I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked at all. And uh, yeah, it is crazy to think that at six and seven, with three more games left, the Washington football team could be the second NFC. East team in, but I I don't think that the Washington football team or the Giants win out. I will say that. So crazy though. Yeah. We'll keep it moving. The ten and two Saints, still without Drew Brees, are at the three eight and one Eagles. And Carson Wentz isn't going to play today.
1: Brad, who's playing? So Jalen Hurts is starting, right? That's right. Carson Wentz is the backup, right? That's right. We see Carson Wentz in the second half. <laughs> The Saints are going to destroy the Eagles. Absolutely. I think the Saints destroy the Eagles. Taysom Hill's throwing the ball better and better and better. Um, The ability of him to run along with, you know, we're talking so much about Taysom Hill, we forget that Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders are still on that offense. Yeah. They have so many ways to beat the Eagles. And you have a rookie quarterback. coming against the Saints team that I believe have allowed under double digit points allowed in three of their last four games or something like this is the hottest defense over the past four games and it's they're walking close. into a and they're walking into a backup quarterback against you know it's just it's just not fair. Like no one sees these two teams as equals. It's just you almost look at it and you're like, oh that's not fair. Like it's just it's just not fair. I I don't think the Eagles have a chance. They might see what they have in Jalen Hurts but I think it gets so ugly in the first half that they're like Okay, Jalen's not ready. We gave you guys a half to prove to Eagles fans to relax. It's not the quarterback. Move Carson back in to see if they can salvage something. But the, the situation's dire for the, for the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't think Jalen Hurts has any success against the Saints defense.
0: First off, shame on Doug Peterson. You're going to kill this kid's confidence, okay? The first game you're going to play him is against questionably the hottest defense in the entire league. Definitely the hottest team. They haven't lost since September.
1: It's like we, they have a nine-game win streak right now, right?
0: It, it's the best in the league, yes. yeah.
1: They're one yeah. and two. And then...
0: Yeah, they have just smacked everybody. So, gosh, uh, shame on Doug Peterson. Shame on Eagles fans for, for bailing on Carson Wentz. This team sucks. It's not Wentz. This team is sucks, okay? And it's crazy that this team took two months to give up the lead because that's how bad the NFC East was. But if you really think about it, brand new coach in Dallas. Okay. Uh, they lost their star quarterback, brand new coach in Washington. Their coach was dealing with cancer. They were a quarterback carousel. They're on their third string. Okay. De- uh, new York dealing with a brand new coach. Well, they, they lost their star running back. They basically, I think we overshot the Eagles. Because their three counter, you know, their predecessors are essentially brand new teams. They're finding themselves. They're 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 discovering who they are. They're young men who are blossoming into into young adults. (laughs) Take it off the (laughs) headset. Yeah, Eagles get destroyed here. They suck. They're terrible. Uh, And Jalen Hurts, who I'm high on. I think Jalen's going to have a um, hopefully a solid NFL career. But he ain't better than Carson Wentz. Shame on any of you that think so. And uh, shame on Doug Peterson for putting him in this position. It would be like putting your backup, who everybody's calling for, up against the uh, the the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are undefeated, or the Kansas City Chiefs. It's just stupid. It's dumb.
1: I also think that we're not talking enough about you know Carson Wentz. He had a pretty significant neck slash back injury to end last season, and since he's come in this year, his. His fundamentals, his footwork, like as much as he's being hit and sacked, which is an incredible amount, like who knows how much that back is still lingering as an issue and they're not doing anything to help him with the lack of protection and the injuries they've had. And I just don't think you can ask Jalen Hurts to come in and do anything better currently than Carson did. And I don't think it's a good look for the Eagles that Fletcher Cox and Jason Kelsey came out, you know, in interviews and like blatantly defended their quarterback, Carson Wentz. Like yeah. from the day he's been here, how he's transformed the team, this and that, like those are two probably the most respected guys in the locker room offensively and defensively. And they basically, you know, took bullets for Carson Wentz. Now I, I just think this team believes in Carson Wentz. And if there's something positive to look forward to, at least the guys in the locker room are still with Carson and they know inside the locker room, it's not just the quarterback's fault. Sure, he's turned the ball over more times than you'd like to watch. And you guys won the Super Bowl like four years ago, so it's hard to see mm-hmm. this turnaround so fast. But, man, you guys got hit with so many injuries. And I, I still believe in Carson Wentz, as weird as that sounds, because most quarterbacks I'd be slamming the door shut. But I still believe in Carson Wentz.
0: Let me say this. You're a Steeler fan. I'm a Patriot fan. We're AFC guys, obviously. Um, the Colts are a damn good football team. They're sitting at 8-4 and four right now. And they have a ton of cap space this offseason. If the, the e- money- if, the, if the Eagles trade Carson Wentz to the Colts, I'm going to be pissed. Because he'll probably win the MVP next year. Because break, he'll break. actually have an offensive line, a play caller, and money to spend on weapons. They'll go get him some more. It'll be the best situation he's ever been in since his MVP season came to an end back in 17, I think it was. Um, 18. All right. Stop bailing on Carson Wentz. This team sucks. Watch the games. The Eagles are terrible. It's not Carson. I mean, yeah, he's part of it, but the team is terrible. So uh, we'll keep it moving. Four and eight Falcons at the three and nine Chargers. I feel like we had all the good games early. We're getting to a couple here in a second, but this one isn't good. I'm taking the Falcons, even though Julio Jones is out.
1: I like the Chargers here. Interesting. Justin Herbert had a huge stinker against Bill Belichick. I think they come out and Justin Herbert goes back to that 300 yards, three touchdowns. You know, he set the rookie record, I believe, for most 300-yard, three-touchdown games as a rookie. Um, The Falcons' defense doesn't have a whole lot in terms of their secondary. I think Keenan Allen is in for a big day. Um, They have Austin Eckler back. I think he might find some footing here against this Falcons team. Um, I I would like it to be a shootout, but I I think the Chargers can put up more points. you know, these are two teams that you know their seasons are over virtually. They're playing to see what they got, and uh, they're you know the Falcons already fired their coach. The Chargers' coach is playing for his you know job. I think at this point, coaching for his life, yeah. So I, I like I like to see the Chargers win this one, and both teams are four and nine, and I I think that would eliminate them both from the playoffs. I know they haven't been mathematically yet, but I think there's I think. Starting this week, we're going to see a lot of teams mathematically put out of the playoffs. I I think this is another game where it's two close teams, kind of like the Broncos-Panthers. You know, one AFC, one NFC. Kind of the same story. But I like the Chargers.
0: Falcons. Keep it moving here. Nine and three Packers are at the five and seven Lions. I do think this is kind of an upset alert. Um, Lions were not able to beat the Vikings or the bears with Matt Patricia at the helm, but they were always very successful against the Packers. Shockingly Um, the lions over the last couple of years, I believe actually have a winning record against the Packers. Somebody check me on that. if They want to, Um, but it it never used to be that way. And the lions have kind of turned it around. They've always played pretty well against the Packers. Uh, They are at home. I think they keep it close, but Packers in a close one, I think like 34, 31, I think the lions make it fun if you got some lions players maybe start them uh Kenny Galladay out Jeff Acuda out um but I still think they get the uh the other guys going they'll get Swift going and they'll get uh Marvin Jones Jr going I I don't know I like them to uh it's late in the season they're pretty much out of the playoff hunt but it'll be fun um I think they'll keep it close but Packers in a W
1: Yeah I think the Packers beat them pretty handily I don't think it's okay. going to be close um I just, the Lions scored zero points on the Panthers this year. I think the Lions are incredibly inconsistent. Uh, They got blown out by the Texans, who aren't a very good team on Thanksgiving. Um, I actually have the Lions uh, losing out the rest of the year. I don't think they win another game. They play the Packers, Titans, Buccaneers, Vikings. Um, I don't think any of these games are are too... I mean, the Lions can maybe have some fun and make it close. But... uh, Last time they played the Packers this year, Packers won 42-21. to 21. I don't think this, this defense is too far behind in playmakers and just overall talent to be able to, to stop the Packers. And we all know the Lions are night and day with or without Kenny Galladay. He's the piece that can put them over the top in the vertical game. They really don't have – you know, Marvin Jones is a nice two, but they don't really have enough firepower to set them over the top. And even if they do get some success, I think the Packers are just going to score so many points. I think they're just going to be another team to reach double-digit wins this week.
0: Okay. I'm sure we'll go long on this one. It's the 11-1 and Pittsburgh Steelers coming off their first loss of the year. And they're at the 9-3 and Bills coming off uh, a pretty good win. You know, and uh, the Bills are hot. It seems like they're, uh, I don't know, it seems like they found their quarterback. That's obvious. I mean josh allen has been uh fantastic mvp type candidate they went out and got him Stephon diggs it worked um this is a good football team standards are a good football team too they're out without a couple pieces i'll let you go ahead and start here
1: yeah um first of all this sunday night and the monday night game we're gonna get to are two fantastic games from the neutral perspective uh games that people can tune into and And really enjoy whether you're cheering against the Steelers or for the Bills or just watching playoff football. Um, The Steelers are coming off, obviously, their first loss to Washington. The only team to not have a turnover against the Steelers. And they played phenomenal defense and won by two field goals. So that just kind of points out how difficult it has been to even beat the Steelers this year. They had to play a perfect game to win a close one. But the Steelers get their center and starting running back back this week, so their offense is now a full health. But unfortunately, we are missing four linebackers and our starting corner, Joe Hayden. So we are coming into the bills beat up in the bills outside of a two-game slump to the Titans and Chiefs and a Hal Mary, if you will. You know, they've pretty much been unbeaten. Um, the Steelers, I, I do have the, the bills winning this game. Um, I, I, the thing is, is the Steelers offense would have to, um, Steelers offense would just have to outscore Buffalo. Now, Josh Allen in some games has shown the ability to turn the ball over. Um, and that might be the difference. The Steelers still have Hayward, TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick. So they've gone from a great defense to a good defense. It's not like all the playmakers are out and it's over. But and actually I take that back. I meant to say I could see people having the Bills win this game. I will never not pick the Steelers to win a game. Yeah. It just won't happen, especially if they're eleven and one. I think yeah. the Steelers can absolutely go into Buffalo and win. In Buffalo, you know, neither of these teams have run the ball overly great. Um yeah, see Jeff, that's why I fixed myself. No, you do not. Um you do not have more faith. I was just gonna say I I could see the Bills winning, but I'll never not pick the Steelers. I think they can go in and win. Um, People have said that the Steelers can't run the football. They just simply aren't attempting to run the football. I think they dial back some of those passes today. I don't think we see Ben go over 35 attempts tonight. Um, I think they can run the ball. And, you know, Josh Allen, I think we can maybe force him into some turnovers. But I actually think this could be a really high-scoring game. I think this could be, you know, a 28-31 kind of game or a 34-28 game. But if you're asking me a pick who I think is going to win, I have the Steelers winning this game 31 to 27, I think will be the final score. I'll leave it to you.
0: I think this is as much of a coin flip game as I've ever seen. Um, the 11 and one Steelers are, they're limited in ways, but there isn't a single good team that isn't limited in some kind of way. Um, I'd like to see the Steelers really try to get the run game going and at least try to keep the clock moving. Um, I, I'm not worried about their defense. or missing pieces, but it'll be all right. It'll be all right. They have, uh, on their defense, they have three of the best players in the league defensively, so I'm not worried that they're missing a couple of uh, guys that are contributors. Um, as far as the Bills, I think they're better than their record, uh, as you've noted. I mean, it took a Hail Mary and a couple of uh, missed outings earlier in the year. They're a better football today than they were in September, and that's saying something because they were pretty good then too. Um is a coin flip. Bills at home, I'm taking them by three. I think Steelers dropped two in a row, taking the yeah. Bills by three.
1: In this, in most power rankings, including our own, this is the third and fourth best team in the league playing yeah. each other in December. Yeah. You know, and, and this is these are two teams that potentially could meet again in the postseason. So it's a really fun game from the neutral perspective for bills and Steelers fans alike. It's, it's nerve wracking knowing you're going to be watching football all day that you can't truly enjoy. Cause you know, you're playing against the bills or you're playing against yeah. the Steelers on Sunday night, but from the neutral perspective, you know, you're watching two playoff teams. If the Steelers win, you know, it really makes the AFC East interesting because the Absolutely. Dolphins and even the Patriots having a dying chance, And then if the Steelers lose, everybody loves seeing the Steelers lose if you're not a Steelers fan, at least a little bit. So it's really fun, and everyone will be tuning in, and everyone's going to know about it, and everyone's going to have opinions about it, and I'm sure we'll be on the Real Talk Facebook page before, Mm -hmm. during, and after this game. But um, what a way to end the weekend, you know, end Sunday night with with a real banger, Steelers at Bills. It should be a really fun game. And I know Josh Allen's a little bit more uh athletic in terms of his sprinting but i believe this was josh allen's biggest comparison uh big ben you know a big stature guy kind of hard to bring down Cannon of an arm likes to stretch the field and maybe turns the ball over a little bit more than some people like but he's got big play potential every time he takes a snap so um it should be really fun to see how those two meet pregame, and you know I think there's a little bit in it for Big Ben. You know, this is the guy everyone's comparing me to. And um, let's not forget the the first time the Steelers got held to under 25 points, they lost. You know, that's not something that happens often. And again, there's only been one team all year to not turn the ball over against the Steelers. I think, I think both teams have a lot to prove here. This is a huge measuring stick for both teams, especially where they're at in the season. Yeah,
0: let me say one closing note. And, I, and you're not going to say it, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it, you know. Um, if the Steelers beat the Bills today, stop with the schedule BS, all right? Um, the Steelers are a good football team regardless of who they've played. And if they beat the Bills, stop with the – they haven't beat anybody, all right? They have, all right? They've beat the Bills, they've beat the Titans, they've beat the Browns, they've beat the Ravens. Stop. Just stop with that nonsense. Moving right along. Seven and five Ravens are at the nine and three Browns. Another fun game. Another primetime special that uh, the football gods are treating us with. Ravens are down right now. This is a week one rematch of when the Ravens annihilated the Browns. wiped the floor with them. I think they annihilate them again. Really?
1: I think the Ravens beat the Browns handily. Whoo! That's bold. I think the Ravens win by 14 plus. Wow. Right, you heard it here first, and I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, it's because the Browns are close to getting to the Steelers, or I, I hate both of these teams playing on Monday night. I don't <laughs> like either of them. There is no playing favorites. I think it's strictly a matchup thing. I don't think they have enough playmakers on defense to handle Lamar Jackson. And this Ravens defense, not one of those losses is on the Ravens defense. Not a single one of them. So if the offense has no limited struggles, I, I don't think the Browns beat the Ravens here. I think they, they had a huge half against the Titans. And that, it was, God, it was awesome to watch, to be honest with you. Donovan Peoples-Jones, for us Michigan fans, hit that 75-yarder. Yeah, Baker was just... Bop, 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 no pressure. Yannick Ngakwe, Calais Campbell, collapse in that pocket all night. Matthew Judon, they're in his face. There's no OBJ out there against, in my opinion, the best cornerbacking trio in the league with Marcus Peters, uh, Marlon Humphreys, who Marlon Humphreys himself is a top five corner in the league. And then you still have Jimmy Smith. Um, I think they pose, they pose too much of a problem. And I think kind of that, like, that macho feel. The Ravens have dominated the Browns week in week out, and nothing has changed on these rosters from week one, except OBJ is not in the Browns now.
0: And they're better because of it.
1: Yeah, I, and they are. And 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 what Kevin Stefanski's, you know, again, new coach week one, he's really changed that team. And mm-hmm. outside of the Steelers and Browns, they've played fantastic all year. Yeah, outside or the division Ravens, excuse me. Even their loss, it was. Terrible weather. Raiders got them. It was like what, like less than twenty-five points scored in the game period. Like the wind in that game, whatever. That gosh, I just think the Ravens take it to go to Cleveland and just take it to them. I really think so. I personally, but again, the Browns are nine and three. No disrespect, and I'm not saying it's because the Ravens are just outright better overall throughout the year. I just think in terms of matchups, the Ravens match up overwhelmingly against the Browns. In my, in yeah. my opinion, they don't well, have a wider, receiver they're scared to play man to man on. They can put seven or eight in the box for that running game and force Baker to beat man coverage. And they have, like I said, three of the best corners in the game, all on one team. I mean, the Ravens defense has been lights out. We've talked about how dominant they've been in the year. It's just their record doesn't show it. Cause Lamar's turned the ball over. I don't think the Browns have enough playmakers. I still don't think they have Denzel Ward. So outside of Miles Garrett, I mean, they don't really have a ton of guys that are that are crazy good, in my opinion. I think the Ravens have their way. Tell me I'm when at, the Browns win.
0: Browns win. So first off, week one, they lose 38-6. It's a blowout. You know, a lot of people know that. Uh, Baker throws it 39 times for 189 yards, throws a pick. I believe it was actually – might have been on the opening play or early in the game, okay? Uh Kareem Hunt actually takes more carries in the game. He takes thirteen to t- Chubb's ten. So twenty-three total for them two. Lamar Jackson goes twenty of twenty-five. Okay. Two seventy-five and three touchdowns. That ain't happening. He ain't passing the ball on, on the Browns in cold weather. Uh, I think this game is is Browns win. Chubb alone takes twenty three carries today, I think. You can add another 10 for, for cream hunt. They control the line of scrimmage Baker throws it well under 39 times and the Browns win in a close game. Ravens are not able to complete balls throwing it and the run game will be good to keep it close. 27, 24 Browns.
1: I honestly, it would be fun to see the Browns win, you know, cause it's been a long time since a week 17 Steelers Browns matchup would mean as much as it would mean. it would be, I mean, as nerve-wracking as it would be, part of the – most of the fun for sports is for me is the banter between fans. I love hearing Browns fans come up and, you know, after we lose to Washington and they beat the Titans and, you know, oh, they open the door, the division's ours. And granted, you guys, the, the door is open for the Browns fans. Yeah. But, gosh, I – are they looking too far ahead at the big, bad Steelers? I don't want them to overlook the Ravens who are seven and five. Have they already thought in their heads they're better? I mean, we'll see, but.
0: And if, they, the, if they beat the Ravens tonight or at Monday night, is this the are, biggest win in Browns history in the if, last 30 years?
1: If the Browns lose by less than seven, I still take them as a serious competitor, especially you just look at the turnaround from week one to now on the scoreboard. And I don't think the Ravens are going to beat them by 30 again. But I think. I just think in the third quarter, we're all like, are the Ravens back? What happened to the Browns? I think it's going to oh. be like that. I think, the, I think the Ravens.
0: I think the Ravens have a lot of issues, and I don't know that they're solvable. They're going to look of...
1: solvable against Cleveland. We'll see. We'll the Browns see. are the Browns. And not the Browns.
0: I, I know, but they're not anymore. Ah! At
1: 9-4, I don't know if you'll be saying that.
0: Even at 9-4? and four, it... If they lose this game close, yeah. not a blow. If they lose it thirty-eight-six again, okay, I'm out on them. But if they lose this game close, that's fine. That's fine. If it's swapped twenty-seven twenty-four on my prediction, they lose. That's fine. Baker. Plus. If Baker's the reason they get blown out again, I'm out on them. Fourteen plus. But if Baker's the reason they keep it close, or if the play calling is good, it'll be good. I think the Browns win by by three. Okay. So it'll be
1: fun though, either way.
0: It'll be fun. Uh, I will be tuning in. It's Monday night. I'm excited. Uh, if they win,
1: Ravens, Ravens are looking at being out of the playoffs. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: But it right, be weird.
0: That wraps up Sunday morning. Real talk live. It's been fun. Any last, uh, any last parting words?
1: No, man. It's it's going to be a fun day of football. The four yeah. o'clock window is a little dull. But hopefully some teams will shock us. You know our predictions aren't always aren't always golden. So, but it's always fun to sit around on Sundays, eat some food, have football on the TV. You know, check the fantasy. It's playoffs. Um, goodness, just a lot of fun. And and there's a lot of playoff teams playing playoff teams and non-playoff teams playing non-playoff teams. God, the NFC is crazy. If you take a minute to look that up, all the six and seven or six and six and five and seven teams. The door is wide open. It's going to be fun.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's been real, guys. Patriots suck, but let's go TB12, and uh, we'll see you guys next time.
1: Later, guys.